Hi everybody and welcome to the latest episode of the NSL's podcast. My name's Stephen, the host of NSL's podcast and yes, I'm back again. Going to be back for the foreseeable future. And again, I just want to thank all the guys who've supported me on the way, especially on the podcast. And my co-host John, who's not with us tonight. He's done a fantastic job. But tonight we'll have Anthony and Francis. How are you both? Yeah, all, all good, good man. All good. Enjoyed that tremendous result again at the weekend. So can't wait to get tore in discussing, discussing it. Yeah, 100%. But obviously before we get on to that type of topic, I mean, we'll have to start at the first place, and that's Kyogo. And over the last 24 hours, he's received, I mean, terrible abuse from certain sections of the Rangers support. Obviously, we're not here to tar all Rangers fans or the club with one brush. It's certain elements of the support. But we just need to call it out, as we would do if Celtic fans were involved in racism as well. And seeing that, honestly, that kind of abuse, singing about Kyogo, where he's from, and all that type of thing. It's just sickening, isn't it? Yeah, it's just the kind of nonsense that belongs in the in, in the, the dark ages, to be honest with you, Stephen. It's, I, I, I didn't really watch the video. I've seen the, the stills of it, and you can, you know, it's very easy. You, it's very obvious what the, the sort of connotations are behind it. Um, it's not something you like to see. Um, it's maybe hurts, it maybe shouldn't hurt more when it's just because it's one of your own players, but it's just sickening to see right across the board. <clears throat> uh, excuse me. One of the things I do have to say, though, um, and I've got to give credit um, to Rangers, um, they've been very quick and very robust in their dealing with it. Um, they put out a very strong-worded statement on it last night, and I believe um, as we record this, the perpetrators have been punished. I think they've been banned from Ibrox. And I actually even believe the supporters bus um, and during which the footage was recorded is now banned from receiving match tickets uh, going wow. forward. So really, really robust um, sort of response uh, to the incident from Rangers, uh, as was a Celtic statement that went out last night and Ange Postacoglu's defence of uh, Kyogo today. So um, a really an, an incident that <clears throat> is not um, the kind of thing we like to see, but I'm very glad at how it's been dealt with. Yeah, I think you're 100% right in terms of the quick response from Rangers, which is great to see Celtic come out with a statement. Kyogo himself posted that picture saying he'll never walk alone, and that's that's true, Francis. I mean, Kyogo's been here a matter of weeks, and he's kind of made an imprint on all Celtic fans' hearts and just the way he's performing. And obviously for him, he might not be showing up, but I'm sure this, like, this kind of 24-hour period has kind of affected him in terms of what he's saying and what people are saying about him. But just to echo, obviously, what Anthony said, Rangers have, have banned the perpetrator and, up, uh, coincidentally, their supporters bus as well, which I think is fantastic, do you know what I mean? Everyone in that kind of thing was involved in, in the chanting and the singing and stuff, so it was great to see Anne's Postaclogu give a fantastic interview today, kind of defending Kyogo, saying everyone should be welcome, do you know what I mean? It's, he's a human being at the end of the day, and yeah. it's just nice to see the response, isn't it? Oh yeah, hundred percent. It's like you used to have touched on there. It's you've got to commend Rangers for their, their quick response and the punishments I've handed out. I don't I don't see how they could do any more as as a club to punish these guys. It's now obviously a police issue and these guys will obviously feel sort of feel rough because some of them will you would suspect they'll lose jobs out of this. So it's more this will affect them more than just losing a season ticket or tickets going forward and stuff, but yeah, it's it's not nice to see any time you, you sort of you see it and stuff. And what bothered me a lot yesterday is when you see it on social network and you maybe go and read some of the comments, it was all the what about it and like treating it like a competition. Like 
it was like it's it's that's was one of the issues with what bothered me was just how some some fans on both sides and stuff were just sort of treating it like I but what about when you've done this or what about when you've done like racism suddenly became a competition and stuff. So yeah, it was just not nice to kind of see that kind of stuff carried on. But as regards to statements and stuff from the the clubs and Ange Postecoglou, it's it's good to see that he's getting like not that you wouldn't expect him to get the support, but it's good to see that he's getting the right support and it's it's quick and quick and stuff. Yeah, it is, and it obviously it's disheartening. But again, just the echo, it's great to see the support and everyone at the NSL's podcast. We all stand behind Kugel for Hashid. I mean, he's a Celtic player. He's playing fantastically well at the moment. And what we'll do now is move on to On The Pitch Matters, which is where he is shining at the moment. He's a, been a fantastic player since, <laughs> he's, since he put on that Celtic shirt. And we'll just touch upon the St Mirren game. Celtic won 6-0. I mean, I'm trying to remember the goal scores off the top of my head. Turnbull got a hat-trick, Abada got two, Edward, Edward. Got, Edward got the other one. It was a fantastic performance. I predicted 7-1, so I was probably the closest out of our group. But come to yourself, come to yourself Francis. I mean... Abada on the, the right-hand side, he makes such a drastic difference. Cutting in, he scored a wonderful goal. Maybe the keeper for St. Mern, Alwick or something, it's, he's, yeah. his name's pronounced. He's kind of suspect for a few goals, but even at that, he's still attempting them shots and then getting in the box for the other goal as well. It's, it's just good to see, isn't it? Oh, yes, yeah, it's, it's great to see your wingers doing that. Like Abada does like to keep it wide up, but he's also he likes to come inside and get a shot off and he's, uh, his first goal, he's benefited from that. Yeah, the keeper should save it. It's just it's kind of went through his arms. It's taken a slight deflection, but not not a big one if, when you actually see the replays. But yeah, it was a, another dominant performance again. And really, I said it in the group chat out or our home games anyway this season. I actually don't think it's been our best performance. But and that's saying a lot when you win six down. I know there was obviously certain factors that go into that. Like I say, the the keeper, the red card doesn't help. St. Mirren's cause obviously was a red card, but it doesn't help St. Mirren's cause because they were obviously going to be struggling coming into the game. And then when they go down to 10 men for a large, large chunk of the game, that just does not help them at all. But it was just, it was good performances all, all around and stuff. And it actually could have been more if the guy we spoke of earlier was, I think he left his shooting bits now in the, the changing room because actually missed, by his standards, it was two setters. But most players, it was there were fairly awkward chances, but the impact that uh, Kyle has had so far, you'd expect him to tuck them away quite easily. But I think we'll I think we'll allow him, allow him. Then he's got a wee bit, of, he's got some brownie points if you like. So yeah, it was a good good performance again all round, and it's good to see when we're like, t- like going to tumbles a uh, hat trick goal and that like you see the mentality that the Anish Pog. Postacoglu's way of we don't stop. Everybody's everybody seems a collective and stuff because Tumble's last goal, a yeti chased down a ball that he didn't really need to chase down. It was but he done the high press and won it high back. And if he was selfish now, he's not had a great start and it doesn't maybe necessarily look that like Postacoglu fans him. He might have tried just to go alone to get on the score sheet, but he didn't. He, he played the pass and the ball eventually found its way to Tumble. So it's nice to see that even when we're a few goals, in that case, 5 nil up by five minutes to play. You've still got guys playing for the team and not try to be an individual and stuff just to get their name on the score sheet. So, yeah, it's just it's positives all round for me, Stephen. Yeah. 
I think as well that ties back to the, the open mic session we heard on the training ground when Pastor Cogley said we, we only stop yeah. at half time and full time to celebrate. He was, do you know what I mean? Just this, yeah. he, he's, he has that confidence about him that he's going to win every game. And looking at the home form, I mean, we talked about this previously, Anthony. It looks like we're going to destroy teams and off, off the basis, obviously, of the Hearts games, Dundee games, Alkmaar games, and then the St. Murrum one there. I mean, the evidence is stacking up to say we are going to hurt some teams this year. I mean, touching upon before, the Turnbull and stuff, but I want to go back to what uh, Frater said about St. Murrung down to 10 men and that red card. And uh, that Alan Parr seems to always get himself in trouble against Celtic, whether it be for Kilmarnock and that's for St. Murrung. What do you think his problem is? Uh, I've no idea, Stephen, but I've, I've also no idea how either he any of his teammates, or even bizarrely enough, uh, a pundit who I normally agree pretty much with a lot of what he says, uh, Michael Stewart, how any of them think that they've got a case that that was not a red card. Um, it is the easiest red card you'll see all season. It was an absolute shocker. I, I actually sit down in that section of the ground. I sit in FS2 in the main stand, so I was right in line with the with the incident, and you were out your seat and you were like, this cannot be anything else than a red card. And um, for, for them, he, he, he sort of looked around bemused at the fact that Colum um, had reached into his top pocket, going, what are you actually complaining about? <laughs> you, you know, you, if, if uh, you know, another little, you know, if Turnbull's legs not planted, he's looking at a season out there. It was it was a real shocker. And um, yeah, absolutely, it was, a, it was a correct decision. But yeah, in terms of the, the match itself, it was very much similar to the, the Dundee game and uh, and Hearts the week before that. We were just sort of completely dominant, uh, uh, sort of going forward. Yeah, Joe Hart didn't really have much to do at the back. The back four weren't really tested defensively. But when you've got the amount of options uh, that we have going forward, and pretty much all of those players are playing to a very high standard at the moment, we, the, these results are going to be more uh, the norm than not because when we're especially at a full Celtic park the confidence has just flown it's we're a well-oiled machine at the moment and uh, yeah uh, just uh, long may this uh, run a good form continue yeah I mean see as well obviously over the last couple of weeks we've been kind of focusing on players and stuff and obviously we're going to talk about Turnbull and things and you, you look at the, the whole team Francis and from back to front, obviously, we still have a bit of work to do, kind of strengthening the back forward, centre-back area. I know we're saying the, the creation right back there, which is five-year deal as well, which is fantastic. But do you think that the team itself, gonna, like, facing the rest of the season as it stands, would you be confident going into most, most games anyway with the team we have? Oh, I, I don't see how you can't be uh, anything other than confident, but to sort of uh, try and look long-term it, I can't see how, without uh, some sort of reinforcements and some depth in the squad, I can't see how you can keep this momentum up going forward. I mean, they might the team might surprise us and stuff, but I just see the the amount each player seems to put in a game. Uh, it it seems hard to sort of keep that up. I would think through a a, a sort of a season. So I think we need some some players in. Uh, in various positions just to obviously help them but you can see Postacoglu is even making sensible substitutions like how many times did McGregor, has McGregor been substituted in oh, the last uh, three years but Postacoglu has taken him off with like 20 minutes to go which is great management I think the game's done if you like but he doesn't need to so, so bring it in 
McGregor's our captain, brings him off and knows how important he is to the team and that. So he's he's giving guys a good as good a rest as he can. So yes, going on what I've seen, short answer, Stephen. Yes, I can see us doing this going forward, but you've got to be got to be long term. And I think they just the guys need help in there. Mm-hmm. As you said, that that style of play it needs bodies and needs rotation. We spoke about it. On the last podcast, and these like free players for every position of the same quality to come in. If someone's tired, you can bring someone else in. But just to focus on a few players from the game, obviously we need to speak about David Turnbull. We'll have to. He started off the season pretty suspect. He was pretty average. He didn't look his normal self like he did last season. It was a dip for him anyway because last season he was one of the bright sparks and and a, a terrible season. But come to yourself, Anthony first here. Turnbull got a hat trick there and. Francis rightly touched upon. Ayadi chased down that ball. The ball finally found its way to Turnbull, but he was in the box. He was in them areas. And there was a lot of concerns. People saying, is he going to fit this style? Is work great? But what I've seen of Turnbull, he seems to drop deeper in position in the number six kind of role. He takes the ball. He roams with it. He takes players on. He finds them passes. And I think, personally, he's one of our better performers over the last four games. Yeah, I would absolutely agree with that. 100%, Stephen, absolutely. Um, David Turnbull is an absolutely phenomenally talented player. There's there's no doubt about that. Um, You could see it even when he was uh, coming through the ranks at Fir Park. You know, obviously we'd missed out on John McGinn um, sort of around the time when he was breaking into the Motherwell team. And, you know, very quickly you could see this guy's the next next big thing uh, to come out of Scotland. We can't miss... This one, we, we have to, if there's an opportunity to get him, we have to go for it. Um, obviously, the, everything happened with his uh, with his injury and whatnot, and that uh, that signing was delayed for a season. He t- took a little time to break into the team last season, uh, but he's, and like you say, was off the boil a little bit at the start, just sort of as, uh, as the Postacoglu rain got underway. But like, as you say, the last few weeks, he's been absolutely fantastic. He looks hungry. He looks fit. He looks like he's enjoying his football. Um, you can really build a team, I think, around him and Callum McGregor in the middle of that part now. Um, I just hope we, we manage to keep a hold of him for a good uh, number of years um, because if he can keep this up, uh, the world's his oyster. <laughs> I 100% agree with you. I mean, I mean, not to get carried away, but he has the potential to be the best midfielder of Scotland, to be fair, the, the way he's playing. And obviously, Cal McGregor's right up there as well at the moment, the way he's playing through you, Francis. But David Turnbull in that game against St. Mern, and as you rightly said, it wasn't the best game Celtic played in terms of the attacking sense. But when I was watching the game <coughs> at Celtic Park when we were playing the Hearts, the, the cup game, he was just he just takes the ball and he he's, he doesn't panic. He's a bit like Rodgers like that, but I think he's a bit more athletic than him. And he, he can take it in tight areas. He plays them passes, the, the, the loft the ball over the top. We flex, we back heels and stuff. He just has it all the minute, doesn't he? Yeah, it's, it just, the guy just can't seem to do anything wrong. And like his guys touched on it, it didn't go off to a great start, but he's, he's now shown what we all know he, he has and what he showed last season. It just, the guy just, for his age, just looks so comfy in that team right now. He, he looks like he's, a, he's one of, if not the main man now. He just, it just stand in that midfield. He just seems to have that presence, and like you say, he's, he has got the sort of uh, similarities to Rogers, but obviously more af- more athletic. But it's just, uh, it's just I love how he's playing. He just seems to have it have it all. The now his his range of passing is really good, whether that be short or long or through the lines. 
he's clearly got an eye for a goal, and that's not just going back to uh, Saturday's game, and that is, Jeff touched on it before, generally when he takes a strike, he, he usually makes the keeper work, he's always hitting the target, so it's fairly good, he just, uh, it's, like Anthony said, the guys, he's, the world's his oyster now, and I just, for me, he's kind of like your old school number eight, he just can, gets, seems to just be up and down the park, he's, he's almost as a box-to-box midfielder, without being just back and forward, is something that might be like, I know we're getting totally got to carry away, but maybe like a Frank Lampard type player who just <laughs> he just seems to find himself in the right place. He's just he's he's happy enough to drop back because he's you know he's comfortable enough to take the ball to say, look, I'll make things happen and stuff, and and he knows in his his company's own ability that he, he'll make a pass and stuff. So yeah, it's ah, it's just I love the guy. The now man, he's brilliant. I mean, obviously as well, I'm going to bring up something here, and it may be a bit. Do you know what I mean? There are two different types of midfielders, but it kind of goes back to the whole goal-scoring thing and creating opportunities. And I'm going to go back to Stuart Armstrong leaves at Celtic. And I fought yeah. for years. Celtic failed to replace him. Celtic did. I mean, they didn't have that yeah, person yeah. to break the lines, get in the box and take shots or try and lay players on with assists. Do you think, Anthony, the Turnbull... I mean, as I said, Armstrong's work rate's fantastic. He can play on the wing and stuff. But for that centre of midfield role, do you think we've kind of found that replacement in Turnbull? Yeah, possibly. I mean, obviously, like you said, sort of different types of players. Armstrong, especially under Rodgers, was the sort of box-to-box uh, sort of player um, and just had that energy. He just went from one box to the other uh, for the full 90 minutes. Uh, and obviously, the, the invincible season, he was a real standout. Um, but yeah, Turnbull, different type of player, but he's he certainly made he, he's made his, that midfield his own at the moment. Uh, having McGregor, I'll just and, and and it doesn't matter whether it be James Forrest or, or Christie who's maybe sort of playing maybe closer to him uh, or Rogic, they all seem to all of them combined all seem to have good little bits of understanding and they know where each other's going to be. Um, but yeah, I would say to, if you did put down your starting eleven on paper with everyone fit, yeah, I think Turnbull's uh, you know the, the sort of first one in there at the moment. He's just playing absolutely out his skin at the minute. Yeah, what about yourself, Francis, about the Turnbull-Armstrong thing? I know, as Anthony said, they are different types of players, but I think he contributes in terms of assists and goals, and that's important because Arm- <coughs> Armstrong did that for Celtic. Do you think we're finally getting that again? Yeah, I understand, Dangle, you're confident. Like you say, Stephen, it's, they are two different players, but it does seem like the type of player that can maybe replace their goals and stuff, and then hopefully McGregor as well, where a wee bit confidence maybe if McCarthy comes in, He'll maybe start replacing some of the goals and assists. So yeah, I understand the angle you're coming from. I can I can see Tombo and I can it seems the type of player the way he just stands tall that and authoritative like it, he would be happy trying to take on that man or being the big shot, I feel like, in the middle of the park. Mm-hmm. I can see it too. And another player I want to focus on is Adaba. I mean, that's another another guy, much like Kyogo. I know Adaba got injured during he was out for a couple of games, but he's scoring again and he scored his first two league goals for Celtic and it was fantastic to see. Just breaking into the box, getting on the end of things, shooting from outside the box. And I said there, the keeper was a bit suspect for the first goal he scored, but again, it went in the net and that's all that counts, Anthony. And I want to get into a wee bit of a thing here, right? So you look at Adaba and you look at James Forrest, both fully fit right now. Who would you take on the right wing? Oh, that's, a, that's a hard one. I suppose the easiest, <laughs> the easiest way to answer it, uh, I suppose, uh, Stephen, is stick Forrest out on the left and then you can have the best of both worlds. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the, the thing is, obviously, obviously, 
James, he's uh, not had his injury problems to seek last season. He's still, I would still argue, getting himself back to full fitness. But Abada's at the other age of the, you know, he's at the, the, the different sort of age. He's young, he's pacey. Um, so he's going to pick up, like you say, those little niggles that keep him out for a game here and there. His body, by all accounts, is still developing. Um, so those, these little sort of, you know, pulls and, and uh, can really sort of harm you, your sort of game time. So it, it is quite normal for that to, to happen uh, at his age. So it might well be that we need to utilise them both when they're, when they're fully fit. But yeah, like you say, he's a, a, same as Kyogo, same as Turnbull, same as really the full forward line, really. They're all playing real, to a really high standard. They're in a real purple patch of form at the minute. Um, and he's one of these players, Ross touched on it um, one of the last times we were on. He's he's sort of shot to start with, isn't always the best, but he's one of the guys, he just he gets himself in the right position for the rebound. You know, mm. you think of that first goal against uh, Jablonek away from home. He was, he was there at the right time. Um, I actually think, funnily enough, though, I think his final ball, actually getting a ball into the box for a teammate is actually a lot better than sometimes what his shots at goal would be, despite the <laughs> fact that he has actually got his uh, name on the score sheet quite a few times now. Um, he, he looks like, again, just one of these guys we didn't know too much about him. Uh, he came for roughly, or it might even have been the same uh, fee as Kyogo, has, uh, as Kyogo did, but the, the two of them have just really hit the ground running uh, and the two of them um, going by their social media uh, responses anyway they just seem to absolutely love being here they're loving the full houses and the response they're getting for the for the fans in the stands and we're loving watching them uh, play and do their stuff as well so yeah best of both worlds I, th- I think the biggest question Anthony is are they the new Patrick Roberts and Kieran Tierney the wee bromance coming on like <laughs> you never know but- you never know Exactly, but coming there yourself, Francis. Obviously, Forrest and Adaba. I mean, Forrest coming to his thirties, Adaba's nineteen. For me, at the moment, Adaba's getting that jersey in terms of the right wing. And as Anthony said, you could probably put Forrest to the right, but the left. Sorry, but then Christie's going to miss out, and he's been playing a blinder as well. So, I'm going to ask you the same question as I did, Anthony. Who would you take at the moment, fully fit, Adaba or Forrest? Well, I don't know if the last time you checked, Stephen, but I'm not the Celtic manager, so that's not my problem. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. Uh, I, I think just on forum, I, you, you have to go a bad ad, but it's, to touch on those, McCoy, it's a good problem to have we've got right now, I guess, when you're, you're picking between him and James Forrest. But I think James Forrest has got enough credit in the bank to, to com- still command that right wing spot. But going on form, like, I've I wouldn't have an issue with Abada or Forrest going in there. And I do I, I, I understand the argument to put Forrest out in the left, but I, I feel like you lost a bit of Forrest out in the left. But again, it's just it's good problems to have that we can we can sort of do that. And then so, but to kind of just touch on Abada, it's like he's came in, he's just been a breath of fresh air, and like you guys have said, hit the ground running. And I just, I like how he likes to, he always seems to hug the touchline. He wants to stay as wide as possible. And he always likes to run down the line, get his crosses in. But equally, he can come in and get a shot off. And like you said, he's it's, it's not always got the greatest shot, but he just seems to find himself in the right place for the rebound. It's like he just plays a wee one-two with the defenders. But I like the fact that he can obviously go to the line, cross it in or come inside. And he generally will always take the shot on. So... That creates spaces for 
other players within the team because if he's cutting inside, the defending side might be like, oh, we need to cover him. He's going to shoot. He's not necessarily going to lay it off. And so it just creates spaces elsewhere in the park. And even when players like maybe Taylor or Chris or whoever's playing out left on the other side, he's, I think it's maybe more a coaching thing because you see it on the other side, he's always coming into the back post and stuff. That's how we got his second goal at the weekend. He was just at the back post for the header. So, And then we've got to remember this guy's coming in, a, a foreigner coming in, a foreign country, 19-year-old, and he's, at, he's playing out his skin. So, yeah, like you guys said, long may it continue with guys like him and Kyogo and just, just anybody really now in a Celtic jersey. <laughs> I think you're right in that front. But I want to get your opinion on something, obviously, before we move on, both of you anyway. And it's Kyogo and Edward, OK? And I said this in the last podcast. I think Kyogo out the left, he's a bit wasted. That's my opinion. I think he's far better for the middle. And I do hope, I really hope against Alkmaar and against Rangers coming up this weekend that he plays in that position because he can torture them defenders, make them runs in behind. I know, obviously, Postacogli, Anthony, is trying to find a way to fit Edward in the team because if he's there, he's on big wages, he needs to play, all that kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, for me anyway, Kyogo's better for the middle. He kind of occupies the two defenders and he's a bit lost out in the left. Do you, do you get that opinion when you see him out in the left? Lost, probably not. I mean, he still had, although he didn't actually go on the score sheet on, on Saturday, he still was involved heavily in the goals. Some of the little bits of movement, the little touches to drag opposition players out of position that then allowed Taylor and Abada and Christie and Turnbull the space to get their shots. Um, he, he was he was certainly influential. But I do agree, Stephen, um, and it, I think it's pretty telling that and you know, if you're going to put the inverted commas around it, the big game so far with, uh, this season would have been uh, Alkmaar last week, and Edward didn't start. You know, he started with with Kyogo in the middle last Wednesday and brought Edward on. I think he probably will do the same uh, on Thursday and Sunday because, I'd, I'd, like you say, I do think that is where he is his absolute most effective. Like you say, the the good threat thing about Kyogo is that he's he's so versatile and. Even if he's getting played through the middle, he's still going to dart off left, right, and even right the way back um, as well to help out. And that'll cause um, the Altmar defenders and the, the Rangers defenders uh, at the weekend all sorts of problems. So I, I, I would agree with you to the sense that I would start him through the middle and then it doesn't matter, however, whatever way the game's going, the Altmar defenders and the Rangers defenders will tire if they've got to put up with them through the middle for a prolonged period of time, which would then allow for me, uh, in my opinion, for Edward to then come on uh, perhaps later on the game, maybe 65 minutes plus, and then be, you know, can you imagine trying to keep a hold of, you know, Kyogo for, for most of the game? I mean, it's like trying to pin a wave to the sand and then a £9 million <laughs> pound striker coming on. It's just... It, it would it would cause any defence uh, all sorts of problems for me. So yeah, if it was up to if I was Ange uh, Postecoglou, that would probably be my thinking for the two games going forward. Um, that might not be the news that Edward would want to hear, but as I say, and until we know what's happening any which way with with his uh, with his situation, whether he's going to be here or not, um, we have to sort of plan for life uh, without him, and. Mm-hmm. On the, on the occasions that Kyogo's played through the centre so far this season, uh, we've reaped the rewards. 
Yeah, I think that's 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 a great kind of summary in terms of the positional sense of things. And when I said lost, I didn't mean losses in player sense. He's not getting involved. I mean you're not getting the best out of there, Francis. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. You, you look at it as well. Edward, as Anthony rightly said, there we don't know what's happening. We don't know if he's staying or he's going. If someone's going to come in with a bid in the last day and he's going to wave bye bye and he's he's going to be away with no time to replace him. And I think we do need the plan for life without Edward. That should have been done last season as well in terms of yeah. someone coming in. But what, what would you do, Francis, for the games coming up? Would you put Kugel back for the middle? Because in my opinion, that's where he's best. Yeah, I would I would have to go through the middle, same as yourselves. I mean, I understand trying to get Edward on the team because a fit and fire and Edward to its head's in the right place. You've got the best striker and even with Kyogo's start, you've Edward playing at top form is the best striker in Scotland by a country mile, best player in Scotland by a country mile. So I can understand maybe trying to get him on side if you like and but like you do you do lot you do seem to lose a good bit of Kyogo playing him out there in terms of how we seem to be going forward because Edward doesn't seem to be making the same sorts of similar runs. But Postacoglu, by all accounts, has seen Kyogo more than ourselves, and he did say he played a lot off the left in Japan. But on the evidence what we've seen, I, I would I, going forward, I would like to see him see him through the middle. And like Anthony's touched on, he has in the bigger short for games. I feel like he has played Kyogo through the middle, and it seems to be the other games Edwards coming in, but Kyogo still playing off the left. So yeah, I would. For the upcoming two games, I would like to see Kyle go through the middle. But again, going into Sunday's game, I wouldn't be totally against Edward being up there because he's he's done it against Rangers plenty of times. So it's I, I get it goes back to the Forest of it, It's a nice position to be in, but yeah, I would I'd most certainly go with Kyle go through the middle if that was if it's just a straight question between the two. It's for me, it has to be mm-hmm. Kyle go through the middle. It has to be Kyogo for the middle, as Anthony said. Like he will torture them defenders. Yeah, and <laughs> like Anthony said, it's, it's a great point he made. If he's got to drag them into players in positions they don't want to be, which will open up spaces, they'll maybe not know whether to go to stick or twist, whether they track them and stuff. And that meant as all physically and mentally, that's got to be tiring. And like Anthony says, you could then bring an Edward on then to sort of exploit the spaces for there. Exactly, and obviously we touched upon the games coming up, Alkmaar on Thursday and then the Glasgow Derby on Sunday and it's going to be, this is the biggest week in Postacoglu's tenure so far as Celtic manager, Anthony, and we'll just look ahead to the Alkmaar game, obviously we'll focus more in depth on the Glasgow Derby game in the upcoming uh, podcast, but 2-0, aggregate score we're, we're ahead, but again Alkmaar had chances, they scored at Celtic Park, they had, I mean at least five good opportunities, Joe Hart was on fire, he made some cracking saves, especially the one where he tipped under the post with his foot. That was that was a great save. But going into the game over in Holland, Anthony Postacoglu has obviously said that there's no there's no holding back. It's just it's just the Postacoglu, it's the arms ball. It's just going for it from the start. Are you a bit kind of weary about that? Would you would you sit back and defend, or do you think it's just us as fans being scared of just going and trying to dominate the game the way Postacoglu sees that we can? Well, you're, you're right, Stephen. It is it's going to be an absolutely massive week uh, for Ange and, and, and the team. Obviously, Alkmaar on Thursday, Rangers at Ibrox on uh, on Sunday. So, yep, it's uh, quite fitting that uh, that our fiftieth episode has fallen on this week. It's uh, <laughs> a perfect time to discuss all the big the big events. 
Uh, yeah, ahead of Thursday, I'll be honest, I would go with what Ange's uh, saying. Go out and play your game and don't worry too much about you know what the opposition are going to do. Historically, we have never been too successful when overthinking it, if that's maybe the best term to use. Whenever we're Whenever, even if we've got a, a big lead, a slender lead, or even if we're behind, if we try and sort of play an extra man in a in a in the in the middle, or you know, we try and sit back at it more often than not in, in years gone by has come back to haunt us. Um this team is playing full of confidence. Yeah, we rode our luck at times uh, last week. Like you say, Joe Hart made a couple of really good saves. Tony Ralston's intervention uh, just went I've been up where I was sitting at the game last week. I just was waiting on the Alkmaar defender, um, putting it in the far corner. Uh, Low and Ralston just seemed to come out of nowhere and, <laughs> and clear the lines. Uh, so, you know, we, we rode our luck a little bit, but by the same point, we also were quite clinical. We took our two, uh, two chances when they came along, and it would have been three, were it not for an absolute series of wonder saves uh, and blocks from uh, their goalkeeper and, the, and their defenders um, from Edward and God, I can't remember who else. It was a total pinball at one point, trying oh. to get it in the net and we just couldn't, couldn't get it over the line. So, yeah, I, 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 I couldn't imagine uh, Ange sitting down to these guys going ahead to Thursday and going, right, we're going we're to change it up a wee bit. We're going to be defensive. We're going to try and sit back. I, I just don't think... I, it's not that this group of players aren't capable of playing that way because they're all talented players. But I just think I'm always a big believer in if something don't try and fix it. There's not a need for us to change now. I get that it's away from home. I get that Alkmaar are a good side, but we're a right good side as well. We've, we have scored in every competitive game we've played so far this season and we're more than capable of going there on Thursday night and, and scoring one or two, which could really put the tie beyond Alkmaar. Um, so you, and they always say as well, you know, it is a bit of a cliche, but they say that two 0s the worst lead to try and defend, um, especially away from home. So I, I just say, why not just go and play to our strengths, and um, hopefully that will see us through in the night. Yeah, I mean that's the exciting part, isn't it? Because as you said, Anthony, we've went into games before, whether it be two one up, three one up, and we always, as you say, overthink it. We sit back and we have high pressure on ourselves, and we end up eventually conceding goals. The team goes into panic, and if then obviously the forward result is we get put out of competitions, and that seems to be the way Celtic have been over the years anyway. But Francis Postecoglou's come in with his his kind of his arms ball, as all the Celtic fans are calling it at the minute. It's just free flowing attack of football, and he he quite openly said, as long as we score more in the opposition, he doesn't really mind. <laughs> and people are, people are like, well, what about the defence? But he's he's the type of coach, in my opinion that won't waver, he won't change, he won't be scared of any opponent because he believes in Celtic and the team we have that we can go and compete at this level anyway at the Europa League. Obviously, the Midtjylland game came too early and what if, what what, what happened if we played them now? Could we have turned them over? I think we could have, but we, again, we can't we can't look back in hindsight in terms of that. But get into the game at Holland, are you confident Celtic can see it through and even get a comfortable victory? Yeah, I, I don't say you can't be anything but confident just simply on what we've seen so far and especially the home leg. Yeah, it's the second leg as away from home and it history tells you sometimes you do find it harder to play away from away from home in Europe and we're not, we're not uh, stupid like uh, Alkmaar are a, a decent enough outfit. But yeah, I like I like Postacogla's thinking of saying, well, this is who we are, we'll... Sh- you, he's obviously trying to 
maybe not trying to get teams to change for him, but he's not going to change his style to suit another team. He's got to try and go toe-to-toe with him. I feel like you say, well, you, but this is how we're playing. This is your style, so we're going. it's working for us. This is how we've got to play going forward. Me personally, I might try and be a wee bit more reserved, but again, I like, I think that's more of just how Celtic's been in the past and I know, as I've said, it's not been successful and stuff, so I don't know why I'd <laughs> be using that logic, but it's it's just one of those things because it's how big a game it is. But I find it quite refreshing when he makes the kind of comments saying, look, this is, we'll just be doing doing the normal thing that, so that you'll be facing the same same thing you faced last week. So it's it's nice to see. And I, the way we're playing, I can't see us not scoring in any game. So I can't see us conceding three goals to maybe three, four goals uh, on Thursday night anyway, so I, I can't see anything but a positive outcome for the tie, whether that be that we win the game or uh, draw the game or whatever, or even get beat. I, I don't believe we'll get they will overturn the aggregate score because I just simply can't see us not scoring in any game with the chances we create right now. So I'm not saying we'll maybe win, the, win on the night, Stephen, but I think the outcome will be a favourable one. Yeah, I mean, go back to what you said there about logic in terms of how you're thinking you'd be a bit more reserved. That's what we know as Celtic fans because yeah. we begin a lead at home and then we're always talking about just sit back, protect the lead, protect the lead, mm-hmm. don't be going gung-ho, don't be going attacking, don't be trying to score goals. And then when we do that, we invite pressure. It's like as Celtic yeah. fans at the minute, we're scared of the unknown because we've never been in a situation where managers us just quite clearly saying, nope, we're not defending anything. We're, we're going straight <laughs> at it from the start. But just before we obviously move on to the scores, score and lineup predictions, I mean, Anthony Ralston, he's a topic of conversation at the moment. He, he has been fantastic. I mean, the last five performances, he, he, if he, he's been faultless, to be fair. And Anthony rightly said the challenge against uh, Alkmaar in the first leg when he came out of the back post out of nowhere, like Superman, just cleared the ball. He's been solid in all the league games he's played in. Selling made a side in there. Y- Jas Kurnovic, again, that's probably wrong, but sure. <laughs> Croatia right back. I think it's 10 or 11 international caps. He played in the Euros and stuff. Come to yourself, Anthony, here first. Do you think Postacoglu is going to throw him in or do you think he's going to stick with Ralston? I think at the moment he'll stick with Ralston purely on a, a fitness um, front, Stephen. I, I don't think, um, obviously, we're we flying over and uh, one thing and another. I'm not sure. If, I know he, he did play, uh, he has been playing for Warsaw, but you just don't know. On, on what's you know even to integrate with his, with his new teammates etc it would maybe be a, a massive risk especially with the fact that it'd be different if you know perhaps Anthony Nelson was blown hot and cold but he's playing out his skin at the moment it might well be that if he you know tried to change it at such a, a, a critical moment that that could that could have a negative effect um it may well be that he, he may start at Ibrox. I think that's like, or or at least they might feature at some point at Ibrox, but I I think Thursday might just come a little bit too soon for him. Yeah, I mean one of the things I noticed, Francis, when you obviously see the pictures on whether it be Instagram, whether it be Twitter, was he got he got a hug from the holy goalie himself, Arthur Boric, <laughs> kind of as passes to Celtic Park and Boric giving him that kind of acceptance and stuff. He's taking over the mantle as the next next guy from his team to go to Celtic in terms of Lega Warsaw. But are you, are you in much of the same opinion as Anthony? Ralston will stay in for this game anyway. Yeah, I, I, I like I've 
far well, apart from this season, I was far from our Anthony Ralston slant, but I don't I don't see how you can actually see otherwise now. It's the guy's guy's been brilliant. So I don't I don't see how you can bring in your Aaron. I don't actually believe he's eligible for Thursday night because he wasn't registered in time, but I could be wrong. So I don't think I think Thursday's out of the equation for him regardless. But yeah, going into Sunday we if it was maybe a home game, not necessarily against Rangers, I could I would maybe see Juranovic coming in, but I I don't see I don't see him coming in at all until after the international break. So just with the way we're playing just now, and the way Ralston especially is playing, I'd, you just can't drop the guy now. But like Anthony said, maybe if you're going okay, getting a nice, you've got a nice wee cushion, uh, cushion on Sunday, you can maybe <laughs> maybe bring the guy on for five ten minutes. But I don't I. I think he'll be in the squad on Sunday, but I don't think he'll actually be playing on Sunday. I don't think we'll actually see him until after after yeah, that game. I mean, you could bring him on on Sunday if we're like six, seven nil ahead. I mean, that'd be an, an okay thing to bring him on, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. No, just saying. Yeah. <laughs> but look, moving on to obviously lineup and score predictions. So come to yourself, Francis, here. First of all, <clears throat> give me your lineup prediction and then your score after. Well, I'm going to be a wee bit pragmatic against what the managers actually said. I mean, I'm still sticking to my 4-3-3, if you like, but obviously the back four picks, it's, or back five, if you include Hart, the back four picks itself with Ralston, Starfelt, Welsh and Taylor. I think McCarthy may come in if he's fit. I think he may come in with Tumble and McGregor in front of him. Just a wee bit more stability in the middle of the park, maybe a wee bit McGregor just sitting slightly back. And then Christie out left, Abada on the right, and Kyogo up front. So a wee bit more reserved with not having like uh, your Rogic or something in. But that's that's me. I, I suspect Dan Scoggle will have a slightly more attacking. What about the score? Uh, I'm going uh, a 2 2 draw, and I'm giving Kyogo and Abada a goal each for us. Nice one. And yourself, Anthony, line up first, followed by your score. Yeah. Line up, yeah, well, like as, as Francis says, goalkeeper on the back four, just pick themselves. Um, I do think it'll be McGregor and Turnbull. I think he'll go Rogic um, to start, I must admit, um, just going by what he says. But I think perhaps James Forrest would start rather than uh, Abada. Um, but again, like you say, with, and I would, I would start uh, Kyogo uh, up front on his own and Edward probably uh, to feature later in the game. So... Yeah, maybe a bit more physicality in the middle of the park. We having you know Rogic, Turnbull, and, and McGregor uh, rather than you know perhaps you know a, a badder out on the right. But uh, yeah, and I think I, I can see it. I'm I'm going to go be very confident. Well, maybe a bit more confident than I should be, but I'll say a two 0 victory for Celtic. I think we'll go over there and keep a clean sheet. I was very confident with ten players today. <laughs> oh God, I've, 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 I've missed one. Sorry, <laughs> I've uh, got left mid. Oh, I don't, eh, that that was very be Christy. Sorry, I, 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 I thought I'd mentioned him. Yeah, so yeah, Christy. But I uh, mean, Forrest out on the right, just that wee bit more experience uh, than than Abada uh, and Kyogo through the middle. Yep. For me, I'll go Joe Hart, Ralston, Welsh, Starfeld, Taylor, Sorrow, starting slightly deeper than the free. McGregor Turnbull in front of him because I think Sorrow coming in as well can give a bit more athleticism in the middle of the park in terms of closing people down. Kyogo yep. through the middle. Adab on the right and Christie on the left. And my score, I'll go flee to Celtic. I'll go Kyogo to get two and Turnbull to get the other one. What do you think about that? That sounds good. Sounds good. Yeah. I mean, 
obviously in terms of the main show guys that's us kind of finished the quiz I didn't have time obviously coming in from work to kind of do a quiz so we'll leave that for this week I'll be back again oh, thank god because the... I'm confident I've probably scudded me free knowledge <laughs> <of pulling up. laughs> but it, it will be it will be back obviously in the podcast coming up looking 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 more in depth to the Glasgow Derby game on Sunday but again as I always say to the people who are listening bear with us because we are going to go video I know we've been saying that since like the 20th podcast but as Anthony, said, as Anthony said, this is our 50th episode. This is a big milestone for us in terms of a, a group, a podcast group. We started this back in February and we didn't really know where it would go. And we've gained followers on every single platform that we're appearing on, whether it be Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcast. We're on everything and people are supporting us. People are listening. And soon people will be watching our faces I mean, that could be a good thing or not a good thing, but we'll see in due course. See how it goes. Come to yourself. We'll come to yourself here, Anthony and Francis. Have you enjoyed this one? Yeah, oh, it's ab- been good. Absolutely. Absolutely, Stephen. Like you say, it's been a, a, a kind of crazy ride the last 50 episodes, but uh, yeah, I enjoy coming on here um, whenever, whenever I'm on. And uh, like you say, the numbers are growing all the time. I mean, I'm, I'm not as technologically advanced as uh, what John is. John's the... He keeps everything going on all the different platforms. But one thing I would say that's a good thing is I've noticed our YouTube subscription has never, since we've actually started, no one's ever that's subscribed to us has ever unsubscribed so far. Like you say, that may change when we go to video uh, and, and you know <laughs> uh, the, the the public uh, get, our, get our lovely mugs, uh, you know, staring back <laughs> at them. But uh, for the time being, yep, as uh, as uh, Chandler's boss says and friends, the lines all go up, so I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that, that, that may change if people witness us on a night out do you know what I mean <laughs> my god oh. absolutely anybody that's seen some us in Malone's last Saturday dan- oh my some god of dance moves. some of the dance moves oh I tell you my so, feet just got to behave when Little Mix comes on son tell you that <laughs> some, some, some of the weightlifting boys do you know what I mean but here oh, I mean no. in, in terms of the show that, the uh, exactly. In terms of the show, guys, that's us all done. And to the listeners who's listening and supporting us whenever we put a podcast up, stay well and keep safe. Hail, hail. <laughs>